Welcome to the Podscape. What? Oh, yeah. You understand, baby? Dig it? Let me tell you another thing. First name John, last name Baker. Uh-huh. Brother. Hello and welcome to a bonus edition of The Podski. I am your host, the man of a thousand gimmicks, John Baker. We got the Pizza Prince, the Pizza Peon, the Prince of Pie. (laughs) JC is here. The common man. Common man of pizza. And we have the, the Lord of the Slice, Justin Andretti. The pit crew leader, the pit crew master, the real wheel man of this podcast. He is here. The the pizza, the pizza warmonger. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> and we are here today because we're going to do a preview show for AEW and New Japan's Forbidden Door that is coming up this Sunday. Am I correct on that? Heck, I don't even know when it is. It I believe it is Sunday because they'd have collision on Sunday. Sunday. So uh yeah and this is this last year's forbidden door was the i thought it was the best pay-per-view of the year and it had the absolute worst build to that show it ended up being the best one they AEW put on all year so i don't think i've ever seen it i don't think i ever even watched it you never even, you never even watched it i don't think mm, I did. Oh, it was good it was actually really good it yeah it was really, really good. They uh, something, something happened around that weekend where I wasn't in town or something, and I missed it. And I just by the time I went back to watch it, it felt like it was old news. Uh, mm. Yeah, it was. It was a really, really good show. And this weekend, I have really, really high expectations. Uh, we have five matches that well, we have four matches that are confirmed, and we have one that we're pretty sure is going to happen. And we're recording this on Tuesday before Dynamite, so we don't have all of the matches. But uh, we're going to take a look at. All of those matches um, coming up, but we uh, we got some other things we want to cover too, so that we think will be really good for the listeners because uh, this is a brand merging of shows, which we don't get these very often, and it's a different way to get the American audience to get new eyes and that wouldn't necessarily ever watch New Japan or have absolutely no idea how to get into watching. Uh, New Japan or even just Japan wrestling in general so uh, we have our resident New Japan pro wrestling connoisseur he is uh, Justin Andretti so he goes over to uh, Montegi like uh, like they did back in the day and he lets it rip out there on the asphalt God. <laughs> I mean look we can do you want do you want to talk about some stuff that's coming up first do a little bit of housekeeping that we can jump right into it yeah, we will. Yeah, we will absolutely do that. So there are some things, some housekeeping things before we jump into what pretty much on. We're going to basically give you a, an overview of what what makes New Japan great and why you should watch it and how you can watch it. Um, and then there's a, we got a lot of things coming up here on the Podski wise. Uh, in a few weeks, we'll have uh, the Maryland Championship Wrestling Show that uh, Andretti, uh Mongoose and I are going to go to. We're going to go to Jimmy Seafood. Uh, gonna check that out. Pricey James Ellsworth. Hopefully, we see L.A. Knight at a Roy Rogers, and <laughs> he has yet to accept your challenge. It's you know, yeah. I, mean, I I had the I had the the uh, the, the hamburger challenge for uh, for WrestleMania, 
where I, I told him that I'd buy him a I'd buy him a Roy Rogers burger for every title belt he won that night or over two nights even. But you know, he never showed up and he he probably just got he probably just got stage fright from it, man. I mean, if I if I knew that I had burgers on the line, um, I probably wouldn't want to show up at WrestleMania either and maybe lose a match or, or or two even, you know. So I think he just got stage fright from me calling him out. But you know, it's a shame because the Hagerstown Roy Rogers is a really it's a it's a magical place. You know, when you want to, you want to try to go there as much as you can and get their, get their food, you know, but one of these days, you know, I'll, I'll catch, uh, I'll catch old, uh, old uh, LA night there in Hagerstown and we'll, we'll treat them to a, we'll treat them to a Roy Rogers burger and some fries. And then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just let them know that we're, we're fans of his, we're in his corner, you know, we're not trying to put more pressure on him. <laughs> That's funny. So that... quick, quick question, um, Andretti, as a well-traveled food connoisseur, where are the best burgers in the United States? What you could do chain or I know you like um uh local establishments. So, so I, give I'm me a top sound, three. I'm gonna sound like a homer here with this, but I got I, I gotta say it's in and out, dude. I, I think that the, okay. from from a chain hamburger standpoint, I really do think In N Out has the freshest, the freshest burgers and probably the best burgers, and especially the fact that they pump them out so fast with such a such long lines. I mean their their food is is really good. So I would say probably In and Out is my favorite. Now they're not nationwide. They're you know they're mostly California and whatnot. But um, um, look, man, I, I you guys know I like McDonald's. I I really do like McDonald's food. I know some people don't. I like McDonald's. I, Burger King is okay. Um, but for for a national chain, I really do think McDonald's has the best burgers. But for for a local, like a local standpoint, um. I would say the best the best local burger I've had out here. Now there's a small a really small chain out here called Burger Lounge that's really good. Um but I would say from like a mom and pop, there's a place in Ontario, California called Avocados that has it's it's got tons of different Mexican food. Their burritos are good, their breakfasts are good, but they've got they've got big um, you know, big, uh, big hamburgers with whatever you want on them. And they slather on the avocado and everything on there too. Th that, their food, I would say that's probably the best mom and pop burger I've had, at least out here, I, I would think mm -hmm. in California. Now back home, um, who's got the best burger back home, man? I, I don't even know. I, I, I don't know if I've had too many burgers recently back home. Because every time I go home, it's pizza and wings and freaking banana splits. So that's kind of that's where that's kind of where I'm at, you know. But I, that's a, that's a good question. I'm not I'm not sure what it would be yeah. back home. Okay, well then, I want to add to I want to go back to your banana split thing. But uh, there's gonna be there's gonna be a Laurel Highlands banana split war at some point. If there is, I need to get in on that. <laughs> uh, the I can I can second Andretti on In and Out's burgers because like here where we are in you know, over on the, on the good coast, the East coast, uh, we are privy to five guys. And I would say that, yo, yeah, I would say that in and out now, this might be an unpopular opinion to my Eastern brethren, but five guys does not have better burgers than in and out. And I have indulged in a ton of five guys burgers because they are my absolute favorite, but um, I will say that Five Guys has the better fries. They take a shit all over In and Out's fries because In and Out's fries are not even comparable to yeah. fries. But uh, In and Out's burger was like seven notches turned up to a Five Guys burger, 
And uh, I will say that Burger King is probably my favorite chain because I'm a big Whopper guy. Um, I don't know about I don't know about local shops though. For burgers, I'm a, like a big like concession stand cheeseburger guy. Like nothing is better. Like you go to like mm-hmm. concession stand and you grab a burger. Like there's just something to it that it's good. Like I know that it's not, but it just is. There's a place down here, uh, and it's a local. Like there's a couple places here around Raleigh that are like institutions for between, you know, due to a connection to the university or just proximity or whatever. Um, so I agree and I've never had in and out, so I can't speak on in and out. I'll let you two have the, the floor on that five guys though. I can mess up some five guys. You yes. bring me that I'll mess it up. National chains. I like the charbroiliness of Burger King better, but I eat more McDonald's, which is weird. You'd think I, but it's just more Burger, convenient. Burger King is expensive as hell because it's got it's yeah. gotten really expensive. It's gotten really expensive. Yeah. So I only go when I have the coupons in the mail. Honestly, that's the only time I go. Yeah. So like I've been Allison and I have been like going on this like big health craze to like not do any processed foods or anything like that. Well, guess me what? too, dude. Me too. How much do you hate yourself? No, <laughs> I, I honestly, I honestly have not felt better. And Dude, I was I never, I was never more miserable in my life than whenever I was like 22 years old in the best shape of my life and hated every second of everything because I couldn't eat what I wanted to eat. Oh, dude. It was the worst time I, of my life. That was the worst, that was the worst time of my whole life. Oh no, I love it right now. But I was so hungry. I think that was, I sent, I sent you guys a, a voice message. I think it was Saturday night. I was so hungry and I was just like, you know what, Allison, I'm, I'm, I'm going to Burger King. What do you want? And it was $30 at a boy. All I did was just get a double Whopper with cheese and bacon and a large fry. And was that after you got your ass whipped all night? Oh, that would have been Friday night. Yeah, no. Okay. Okay. One thing we didn't talk about on hot shots, uh, which if you're listening to this, uh, this is coming out. If you're, Regular listener, listener to the pod ski, or if it's a first time listener to the pod ski, uh, JC and I, we do a uh, WWE My GM on uh, PlayStation 5 week. It's called Hot Shots Wrestling Alliance. Uh, you can catch that in the archives, and that is a show that we do bi weekly. Uh, you can check it out on YouTube. It's got gameplay. Uh, we are uh, on the post shows of uh hell in a cell so you will see who will reign supreme and who continuously makes mistakes in their booking so uh which seems to be both of us at this point so a little bit <laughs> that game is so damn hard it's really stressful yeah, it is it is uh but just to to put a button on the um the top food talk uh there's a place down here called snoopy's no relation to the beagle oh. peanut free but I, and I don't know what they have to use plastic for cheese, but it is so damn good on these burgers. I'll get a double cheeseburger from them. And North Carolina is like, if you say you like one kind of barbecue versus another, half the state might want to kill you. You're like, if you're a vinegar guy, you're a vinegar guy. And you stay on one side of the state. And if you like mustard based, it's on the other. I'm a, I'm a damn Yankee. I like uh, tomato based. So I'm in neither camp. They both hate me. Um, but they have a vinegar based one there at Snoopy's and it's pretty damn good. It's it's like a shredded pork 
uh, sandwich with vinegar-based barbecue sauce. Delicious. Can't put it over Snoopy's enough. Uh, and then if anybody is ever in this area, the best food, this is my favorite food I've ever had, alpaca. Not not the actual like animal, but it's Peruvian charcoal chicken. And they have uh, Peruvian-style sides. Oh, my God. I, I, I'm literally going there the night before I leave and move back home just so I can have it one more time. It is that important to me, and it's delicious. You get half a chicken, all white meat. You get the green beans with whatever magical ginger Jesus sauce they put on it, and then you get rice and beans. Uh, like 18, my. 20 bucks, absolutely worth it. You feel like you're going to die because you're so full by the end of it, but it's tremendous. That sounds like a place I went to with my brother-in-law, my father-in-law on Friday. Um, a place out here at the Grove called uh, Pampas. Uh, it's a Brazilian place. It's it's like cafeteria style, but it's Brazilian. Okay. Oh my God. They have the plantains, the rice, the freaking yucca, yucca powder, the yep, black beans, yep. dude. And you can get mm -hmm. chi you get chicken, steak, whatever you want to get. It was un unbelievable. Absolutely yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. You just mentioning yucca just reminded me of uh, Ari Gold yelling, there's a cab stand at fucking yucca. <laughs> there's a cab stand at fucking yucca. God, what a great show that is. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, there's another idea for a show, an entourage recap. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Just run through all of the seasons and the movies. Just all of Ari's rants. Have yeah, you ever seen, seen that? Never seen any of them. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Show is so up your alley, dude. It, it probably. I, I've 100%. heard it is. I've heard it is. It's so uh, good. Oh, you, you. 110% you. Yes. All right, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Um, but yeah, so we all Alice is gonna get mad. We're gonna be reviewing that. And there's not gonna be any more Vanderpump. She's gonna get upset about that. <laughs> it, well, it's over now, so it's all good. The uh yeah, we got some other stuff coming up too, uh Andretti. Take a take it take it away here on this uh, uh okay, so uh chronologically, um tomorrow I'm going to be recording with a relative, uh, uh my aunt, um in the, in the, around noon, and then later on in the day. Um, myself and my buddy, the Gras from back home, who I've referenced a lot on here, you know, over, over the course of time, I, I, he, I don't think he's ever been on here though. Even, I don't think he even did the Royal Rumble show, if I'm not mistaken. No, I don't think so. This will be his first appearance, but I've known him since third grade. You know, I've been friends with him since third grade. Um, and the Mongoose is going to be on there too. So, so we're going to do the first ever, um, Andretti show. So it's going to be Andretti after dark, Andretti AD. And I'm very excited about it because it's going to be, um, a lot, a lot of the the same stupidness that you're gonna get on the yeah, on the and the tooth and nail. But we're gonna do. Um, look, I got I got a lot of friends that are in a lot of different fields, and I, I really want to get those guys to talk about what it's like in their professions and things like that, and crazy stories growing up. Um, so so the first episode is gonna be uh, gonna be called the Deep End of Liberty Park, and Liberty Park was a swimming pool, a, a community public pool that was in our our local neighborhood. Um, that everybody went to. So we've got a million stories from growing up around that pole every summer. We're going to tell all those stories. We're going to tell stories about the local area. And we're going to get into some supernatural stuff too, man, because there's some there's some crazy ghost stories, UFOs, Bigfoot, all this kind of crazy stuff that has happened in the local area. And we're going to talk about some 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 wild asses that live in the area and, and some Liberty Park Hall of Fame. And you know, we're going to talk too about the uh, the 1977 Johnstown flood. Um, which ties in really, really conveniently to this because the Gras was born a month before the flood hit. 
And he lived right there, man, right on the hill, right above the flood. Um, and then uh, my my uh, my mom and dad got married during the flood and it destroyed their plans, dude. It totally destroyed their wedding plans. Everything got thrown up in the air. Um, so uh, so my mom was was generous enough to write down four handwritten pages of notes about her story of, and just putting everything on paper that I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, share tomorrow. But my, my aunt Carol's going to come on. She's going to come on. She's going to talk about it, what it was like being on in the, you know, the bridal, the bridal party and planning the, the wedding and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, my mom can't do it. So my aunt's going to come on and she's going to talk about it. But I mean, that it's just, it, it ties in so conveniently because, you know, the, the flood almost destroyed the whole pole. It almost destroyed the entire all of Liberty Park. And if that would have been gone, we would have never had any of those memories growing up. I mean, that was our social network, you know, before social media ever existed, was going to the pole. We've got all these crazy stories about all these, all these people that we met there during, you know, over the course of, of 15, 20 years. I mean, that, that pole has been around just before 1940. You know, so I mean, mm. my, my grandmother went there, you know, when she was a kid. So, you know, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of really cool historical stuff, a lot of really cool stories, you know, stories about me and Graz doing crazy stuff and, and other people doing crazy stuff. Um, and like, like I said, man, just, just putting people in the Liberty Park Hall of Fame. And I think I, we've got a hell of an outline. And so hopefully, hopefully we'll get to everything and we'll be able to keep it under seven hours tomorrow night. I was going to say, this sounds <laughs> like That's why I, I got, dude, I got to have the mongoose there. I got to have the mongoose there because he's got to, he's got to help moderate because we'll get, I mean, it's me and Bros. are going to be on there doing, we're going to be, we might talk for freaking 20 hours. So well, that's we got to that's what we I was gotta be careful. We got to be real careful tomorrow. Yeah, once you get mongoose on there, he he'll he'll get you started, and then you'll go for you'll you'll still be talking whenever this releases on. Uh, I mean, we're gonna, I'm gonna get I am gonna do my best, but I am also not gonna cut it whenever things are going well and we want to get these stories told. Right now, look, there's right. probably I'm gonna go back through the outline tonight, and he and, and you know draws will tomorrow too, and we'll try to cut stuff if we've got to cut stuff. No, it's no big deal. We got to do two episodes. We'll do two episodes, but I, I really want to get that stuff told because. It's just it, it means so much to us, man, and it means so much to me growing up. And I want to get I want to get some 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 cool stories out there and give shout outs to people that deserve it. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. I'm excited. Nice. That. I'm I'm super excited about it. I'm really looking forward to it. And yeah, and we also uh, we got the cheeseburger picnic coming up, and uh, the Laurel Highlands Pizza Wars, which I don't know if uh, I don't know if uh, JC's gonna uh, it, it, J, is JC gonna partake in the uh, and you're welcome to come if you're in town man you want it's going to be sometime in, in the second like the second week of uh the first week second week of july is when it'll be so if you're okay. around and you want to come you're welcome to come yeah um give me some information uh when it gets closer uh okay. i'm just moving home next week so um and then i have camps and stuff so but i'm I, i'm interested if i can make it i will if not sure. definitely pencil me in for next year and we're definitely going to do. We'll do a probably a, a quick preview of that with me and my and our buddy, my buddy T three, who I've been doing it with now for three years. So um, we'll do we'll do probably a preview of that real quick on Andretti AD, and then we'll definitely do a review. And it's just up in the air whether or not that's going to be a two finale or whether it's going to be an Andretti AD. We, I just don't know who's going to who the personnel is going to be yet because I don't know I don't know if Mongoose is going to try to come or or you know JC or whoever. So you know we'll figure all that out later. But then um, after that. Um, we've got Snyder Mania 8, which is the cheeseburger picnic live from St. Michael, Pennsylvania on July 15th. Um, I'd love to have anybody there who's listening to this. You know, if you're in India and you want to make it over here, man, you want to go eat some cheeseburgers, uh, might not be your thing, but, uh, if you're, if you're willing to do that and fly here from, from New Delhi, you want to hang out, man, we'll, we'll put you up. We'll put you up at a pavilion. 
We'll get you some cookies. We'll get you. I got a, a Miller Lite keg already ordered. I'm going to have a bunch of Jameson. We're going to get drunk as fuck. It's going to be awesome. Oh my gosh. So Welcome just, to America, guys. And I'm gonna... just, so the reason the, how this happened was because both of my parents retired from their jobs. Okay. And okay. once you leave a job, you guys know this. Once you leave a job or you retire or you graduate from school or whatever, you lose touch with everybody. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I wanted to put something together. Now, this is going to be the eighth one. Now, we took a three-year break during COVID, but this is going to be the eighth one, which is actually like the 11th year, you know, right now. But um, it's for my, it's for my family on both sides, my mom and my dad's side, and all their neighborhood friends and all their old coworkers. So every year, people come together, and, and we just hang out, and we eat a bunch of food, and we tell stories and, and have a blast and drink, and it's freaking awesome. That is great, actually. It's, <laughs> we lose a little bit of that in the modern age. Sure. So that's tremendous. Especially with all these damn podcasts out there now. That's right. And you know, beautiful Bobby's coming up from North Carolina. He's driving up. He's he's going to SmackDown Friday night. And then he's coming up uh right after SmackDown from uh Ow. I think it's in Raleigh. And then he and then he's coming up. It is, up it's in Raleigh. Raleigh. Yeah, then he's him and him and his fiance are driving up right after that. That to all the way up to St. Michael. So it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. He's already been named the master of ceremonies for the uh, Oh Lord. <laughs> for the show and he's got a speech planned and we're going to get video and we're going to give awards and every, every year i give a big mvp award but um but we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do a big it's gonna be a lot of fun that's awesome yeah because even allison and i are gonna make the trip too yeah it'll be great so yeah jc again man if you're around on the 15th of july and you can make it up to western pa man you're welcome to come appreciate it thanks man all right. And we'll do. We'll be doing. We'll be doing a recap of that too. There'll be some kind of oh. recap show of that with probably with video and, and stuff like that. So that'll, that'll be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man, we got a, we got a lot coming up this summer. There's a lot of stuff going on in the Posse uh, network, and but yeah, so much stuff coming up. But yeah, we got uh, we got some other things we want to talk about too. So we got this New Japan stuff. Um, I, I don't know how because I'm going to be honest with you. I wouldn't have probably ever watched New Japan if it wouldn't have been for the Elite. And the only way that would have ever happened was because Mongoose is the one that told me about the Elite because I was the one that was begging him to watch NXT. And he was like, no, don't watch NXT. Watch New Japan. And I was like, I don't even know. I've literally, literally never watched a New Japan show ever in my life. I have no idea how to watch it. Um it's definitely a completely different style of wrestling. Um, but Andretti is our resident uh, New Japan, Japan wrestling connoisseur. So scary, scary. The, that's, that's a scary moniker because I mean, I'm going to put that on a resume. I'm going to put, I'm, I'm the Podsky resident New Japan guy. Let's see, see where that gets me in life. But oh, excuse me here. So I got a, uh, um, you know, look, look, I'm not a historian, dude, you know, but there, I, I got a lot of thoughts on this and I thought it was a really good idea. JC's to kind of, um, you know, just put some stuff on paper about why, why we think new Japan is as good as it is and why it's worth, why it's worth checking out. Cause a, a lot of people, um, you know, especially in the Northeast, I mean, when we were growing up, we were exposed to basically just to WWF, you know, or WWE, but obviously you could catch WCW, you know, on Saturdays and whatnot before, um, before Nitro took over, you know, but before that, um, you got a lot of exposure just from, uh, 
just from the WWF, right? And there's there's a whole other world out there, man. There's a lot of promotions. There was stuff going on in, you know, Puerto Rico and, and the stuff in Mexico has always been really interesting and a lot different. Um, but, um, you know, it, there, New Japan is is probably about as close to what I want pro wrestling to be. Um, it, it just just looking at it as a fan and, a, and as like a, 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 you know, just being objective about kind of what I want it to look like. Right. So, um, rest, you know, pro wrestling in Japan is, is treated more like a sport, right? It's not, it's a wrestling show. It's not a TV show. Um, and there's a really important difference there with that. You know, it, when you're, when you're producing, um, a TV show for, in, in North America for ratings, there's a lot that goes into that. And sometimes you've got, um, network executives and things like that to meddle a little bit and they, they want, they want their own belts on certain shows and things like that. And we've, we've seen that recently, things like that, you know, and maybe they even want people to be brought back, um, to a, to a show that, um, shouldn't be brought back. And maybe they'll even give that guy his own show, you know, and that's maybe that's a topic for another day, but, uh, or, uh, here know, begins or, or your Kelly. 60 seconds of punk. Oh my God. Anyway, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, look, it's, it's it's a wrestling show. Is what it is. I mean, they're not they're not driven by TV ratings. They're not driven by TV revenue. So for them, it's 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 a very different thing. And and look, man, when when New Japan Pro Wrestling is on fire, it it really is, it really is the best promotion in the world. And and I'll die on that hill, man. But it's so much fun to watch. I mean, they've got an excellent reputation of of just being more physical than mainstream North America wrestling. Um, it, it seems like they've done a really good job too over the years of their developmental. Now, I now look, I, it, it's nothing against NXT, you know, nothing like that, or, 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 you know, any other developmental out there, you know, whether it's OVW or whatever. But um, it really seems like New Japan has done a phenomenal job of, of just grooming those young lions to take over at one point. And, and you, you look at the people there now, um, I, know, I, think, I don't know if Takagi was a young lion or not, but I know that, um, you know, Okada, Tanahashi, those kind of Naito, those guys were young lions, man. And now they're like the three top guys in the company. So it, they've, it, and now they've got guys coming up now. They're the young lions that they have right now. And Yoda Suji, Yoda Suji just headlined, headlined that pay-per-view, you know, from Dominion. Mm-hmm. And that guy was a, uh, and so was Sonata. Those guys were both, those guys were both young lions, but and it was, what's that? I, that's what I, I'm glad you brought him up because I wanted to mention that he was a young lion that I didn't even realize he was because I yeah. was getting my feet wet whenever he was a young lion. But yeah, that, that did they fun. did they consider Omega as a young lion or was he in DDT? He because I, I know he was in North America for a while, the Harley race thing, the WWE camp, and then it didn't go so well. He went back to Canada. Da 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 da. He I know, and then he ended up over in DDT doing that but i don't know if he ever actually entered their dojo system or not i don't know i don't know the answer i don't okay. i don't actually i don't think omega was in there um so omega, omega is like a self-taught guy right isn't that his one of his big things is he's kind of like taught himself how to do everything yeah kind of yeah kind well of. his uncle was also uh you know the sheik the golden sheik so it's not um like was self-taught but i think that he like right mentioned that he taught himself how to do a lot of stuff or yeah. okay likes to do i really there i really i watched a seminar that he did one time and it was only on youtube for like eight hours but there was like a seven hour seminar that he did one time and i watched it i watched the first 45 minutes of it before it got deleted off youtube and like my my mind was blown like if if, if you're really interested in to knowing the inner workings of like how wrestling works and like what they're teaching people in wrestling uh, classes and schools, like just try to find 
seminars and what these people are talking about. Cause like Omega's big deal was like, whenever I go in there to warm up and work out, he, he wants, he doesn't want to hear the ring bouncing and clanking. Like he tries to make, he tries to do it as quietly as possible while, while other people are just in there banging around and like just feeling it all out. And he was like, my, my approach is completely different. And it totally made sense why he's like literally one of the best in the world. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And so what I find interesting about the developmental system that they use, they take a really long approach to it, a long, a long look at it. And like, so you're a young lion for a while. You're, you know, you're carrying the bags, you're working out. You're also kind of at the shows. You come in with the ice bags. Maybe you get hip tossed over a railing or something. Um, and then you start to get a little bit more probably on like house shows and things like that. And then you actually go on excursion at some point. So that's when you're you're sent outside to get another perspective. So that's like an example of that is that's how uh, Los Ingobernables came to Japan because that was a, a Mexican wrestling faction. They brought that over. That's where um, that guy you were just talking about who main evented against Sonata. He just came back. That's how Okada was on TNA or Impact, whichever one it was at the time. Um, and he didn't get used well. Um, so like that's how some of that works too. And that's very different than the developmental systems, um, whether that be like the indies, which kind of then feed into AEW a little bit and into what do they have going, um, or with NXT, OVW, before that, Deep South, etc., where they, they do take a little bit of a longer approach, but then they give them horrible names and don't put them in front of crowds. Black trunks, black um, boots. Yeah. You don't get a per you so, don't get to show any personality at all. Like I like right. it though, man. You you learn to work in front of a live crowd and that and you you grow into a personality, which I think is pretty cool. Right. And I think that that keeps people from like actually be like, yeah, like I remember I saw that guy one time and look at like this finished polished product that he is now. And that kind of yeah. seems to be the reverse of like what you try to see now in American wrestling is where you see people uh like like in Effie, like you see, that's Effie, that's who he is, that's what you're going to get. And he's not going to deviate from that probably ever in his career. He doesn't need to, but that's a bad example. But uh, somebody like a Nick Wayne, that is a really hot prospect right now, that's going to be, he just, he's now met the, one of his final requirements to become a AW wrestler. That is like like what we're what we see is probably what we're gonna get from him for a long time before sure. he ever has to change his character, his style, or anything like that. And that kind of gets exhausting. That's kind of where I'm at with Jungle Boy. Like he's well, that's kind of the thing is is they've got they the focus is on the work in the ring, right? That's yeah, man, for the young lad. It's the focus is the work, and then the, the the character comes comes later. Where in in you know in the U.S. sometimes you've got a guy who's got a hell of a character that can't work, you know, that, that gets thrown onto shows. I mean, obviously the ultimate warrior is a big, you know, a big example of that, but there's been a lot of those guys that have, that have just been character guys that haven't been able to do much. Somebody like a uh, Bray Wyatt. Did I say that? I'm going to anger. Yeah, the that's that's another one. That Certainly another one. And a good example of that, I think is Zack Ryder. Now he has, or Matt Cardona, I should say he has the ability to work, but the way he works, if you ever watch any of his matches or anything like that, he has the same moves. Yeah. And then he just has a really good character around it. And he's a very good heel. 
so I know some people don't like him because of his personality, but as far as a, what he does in the ring and, you know, being a dick in public, he's very good at that. And he doesn't. And I think it's really smart the way he does things just because he's doing these things and he's not taking stupid, crazy bumps like you see a lot on the indies. He's telling a story. Now it's the same story weekend, weekend after weekend after weekend mm-hmm. as far as in ring stuff. But the way he's evolved his character um, since he was let go and then started his indie run and stuff like that. Yeah, some of it's gimmicky, but you can't deny the success and he's not killing himself doing it as far as the moves in the ring. He might be killing himself with his schedule. But um, so I think that's the other side of it, where that's probably more like a what you would have seen in the 80s and 70s, where it's the same thing. He's changing his character up a little bit and he's not killing himself. So that feels like a throwback in a different way. And I think that's where it could possibly work in that way. So. Yeah. And, and another one final point on like seeing characters and seeing the same kind of stuff over and over again. And and this is probably not a good, uh, this probably isn't a good take, but I've seen while Andretti and I were in LA for WrestleMersion for WrestleMania week, we saw Speedball, Mikey Speedball, which loves Speedball. He was awesome. But we saw the same match from him seven times. He didn't change anything up. He did the same thing. All seven, all seven were good. All seven were good. I'm not saying they were bad, but he did the same exact layout of a match, seven straight matches. And that's kind of like, I don't know if you're going to see that out of a young lion or somebody that's just come out of the new Japan development system. So, um, because they're they're all about the work. They're not about like the the spots. I guess you'd say. And to yeah, be I fair, know. they said that same thing about Flair for years. Well, yeah. that too. Well, Flair turned <laughs> into a cartoon too. With the by the end. well, yeah. You know, one one of the things I really like about New Japan is just their um, their consistency too. You know, I, I I don't I have been consistently in love with them as as my favorite promotion since I started watching. I certainly can't I certainly can't say that about. Um, the other big, you know, wrestling promotions, but and the thing, the thing about it is they're, they're, they're just their, their resiliency too, you know, because they are a touring, they're a touring brand, a touring promotion that doesn't rely on TV money and things like that. But you know, they, they've been through a lot of refreshes over the years where they get rated, they get rated, they, they have talent that is unbelievable. Whether it's you know, it's Finn Balor or it's it's you know Ricochet or whoever, but like you know, they, a lot of those people will leave New Japan and they'll get they'll go take a paycheck in the U S so, so when guys have to step up, they do, and it's usually pretty great. So when, when you lose people and somebody that was, that was kind of like a, a mid Carter upper mid Carter, or maybe even a lower mid Carter has got to step into those shoes. That person oftentimes will do a, a really good job of it once they, once they do step up. But I mean, look, a perfect example of this. I mean, right now we're seeing Nakamura and, and Ricochet and Bronson Reed all working together in a WWE program. Well, well look, there's three guys that were, about to be huge stars in New Japan. I mean, Bronson Reed beat Okada. You know, it doesn't get it doesn't get any bigger than that from a New Japan you know standpoint. So you know that that's been that's been you know something that just there. Look, it, look, I, I don't always I don't always agree with 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 uh, Gato's booking with how he does stuff, but but we get there. We get there. Now sometimes I think he gets there a little too quick, but you know we get there with what he wants to do and. Um, when they've got to when they've got to refresh and they've got to rebuild and they've got to do it quickly on the fly to get asses in the seats, 
they end up doing a really good job with that. And I, I got to, you know, hats off to them for, for how they're able to do that all the time. Yeah. And the other thing about Japan too, is that their booking style is very faction based where it's in, in America, it's all about singles and tag teams. And it's not always the, the faction. And that's partly because of Vince, but um, in new Japan, their whole base is based off of, uh, these factions, which are Bullet Club, Chaos, LIJ, United Empire. Like, there is a very solid list of established factions that people go in and out of, and it's literally plug-and-play. It's a plug-and-play system that has literally worked time and time again. It, it would, for from a North American standpoint, it would be like if the NWO still existed and there had been 400 people in the NWO over the last 25 years. Except only they weren't mm-hmm. there weren't four hundred people in it at one time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but think about that. What what if what if we would have gotten the four horsemen t- till today, right? Where that was still a thing, where they it just guys came in and out of there, you know, from for, for 35 years. There. I mean, that was like some of those factions have been around for a really long time. Yeah. And that 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 is actually really interesting to think about because we a lot of people when you hear uh the four horsemen or NWO, like you're you're your eyes roll or like nation of domination or evolution, like, which is basically a modern day four horsemen. But um, to think about like those established factions that were in America over time, like they're bringing it back now. WWE's bringing it back with LWO and mm-hmm. how that was a absolutely shitty, terrible idea at the time. It was so bad. And what is old is new. And it's right. going to work out fantastic for them. Right. Judgment. Yeah. Day. With the, the thing about the factions too, I mean, Bloodline. this is supposed to be, yep. it's supposed to be combat based, right? It's supposed to be, it's supposed to be real, a real competitive sport. Right. So right. If, if everybody's hitting each other over the head with, with chains and steel and steel chairs and all this kind of stuff, like it, it would, it would seem logical that you wouldn't want to be a lone wolf, right? That yep. you'd want to have friends whether you're a good guy or a bad guy, you'd want to have to be able to call for backup, right? So from a logic standpoint, it makes a lot of sense how they do things. Because, like, look, you don't see Okada out there all the time with, with, with Yano doing stuff, right? You don't see him out there all the time doing that. But they're in the same faction. Like, they're part of the same group. So, you know, you've got a guy who's a comedy guy in the, fa- in the same faction with the biggest star they've had since Antonio Inaki. So that's, a, that's pretty cool that they're able to pull that off. Listen, anytime I see Yano out there, I'm fast forwarding. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I hate, I don't even like comedy wrestling, and I think that guy's awesome. What if we got a Cole Cabana Yano match? I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> you won't even watch the it. merch sales would be through the roof. I mean, I've got, would be I, so I know a guy, know a guy who's got receipts of all the bills he's paid for, for Cole Cabana. So, right. I, no. <laughs> Press A to subpoena old. Uh, what's what's her name? Um, what's his mom's name? Oh uh, Christ! Oh, um, Charlotte. Oh, he because he said it. I've seen the meme a hundred times. Yeah, where it was like, take a bite of a muffin. Subpoena Colt's mom. <laughs> Drink a sparkling water. Look at Tony and don't apologize. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, so w- to go back to this New Japan com- conversation. I was trying to figure out how I would 
even start watching New Japan. Like it's easy with AEW and WWE because you can just pick a Monday or a Wednesday or a Friday or a Saturday or a Thursday or whatever. And just you can jump in at that point. But I don't know the schedule of New Japan shows. And I know like you can get the app and then you have to have another app to cast it to a TV because their one app does the one thing and then the the casting app does another. At least that is the way last time I tried to watch. Um, And I know that they do a couple big shows a year. Uh, I just don't know like how to get into it. And I feel like I can't be the only one who has that sticking point of how do you actually start and like what to expect and how to get on a schedule with it. Well, I think how to, how to jump into it would be um, to just jump into it and and just start, maybe start with a big show because um, they're going to start probably new angles after that show. So Mm -hmm. you're probably going to get a couple blow offs at a big show, like a dominion or wrestle kingdom or whatever. Right. And then right after that, they're going to start, they're going to start doing a a lot of new stuff. So um, you can get the schedule. I I don't know anything about an app. I, I, as far as I know, there's no app, but they have, they've got a website. um, It's new Japan. It's it's njpwworld.com. So njpwworld.com. It's look. It's not always the easiest thing in the world to navigate, man. It's it's about seven dollars and fifty cents a month. Um, I believe it's very worth it. Um, and you can just go on there, and, and if you scroll down to the bottom, at least on the at least on the mobile version of the website, you can click on schedule, and that'll show you kind of what's coming up. Um, you know, and and they're, they they tour, they tour, so they'll do they'll do shows all around Japan. Uh, maybe they'll do like two shows a week or or maybe sometimes when they got like a tournament or something like that, they'll do a hundred shows a week, you know, stuff like that. But I think that it's it's probably good to just jump in and, you know, ask questions if you got who's this guy, who's that guy. But I think you'll probably figure it out pretty quick, uh, kind of where people's allegiances are and stuff like that and, and just kind of pick it up because, you know, they, they do a lot of good long term stuff. They do some good short term stuff, too. Um, and I, I look, I think I, I think it's 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 just good just to jump into it. Now, the, the biggest um, the biggest complaint I have, uh, I mean, outside of the app, outside of them not having a, an app that is functional. Um, the biggest complaint I have is that not every not every show is on NJPW World. So mm-hmm. sometimes they're going to have like pay-per-views um, that that show in Long Beach that I went to um, was uh, was was on the was on the website, but it was a pay-per-view, too. So even if you had a New Japan um, subscription to, to New Japan World, um, you still had to pay extra money to get that show. But um, it, where that comes from is is basically situations where they'll do like a joint show, right? Where they've got a lot of AEW talent on the show, or or the show they just did with Noah Pro Wrestling Noah in all Japan. Um, you know, it, they they kind of have to spread the money around a little bit. You know, when they do when they do a joint show, so everybody's you got to pay for those, but. Um, Outside of that, it, it's it's been pretty good to cast it from my phone onto TVs for the most part. Now, I, I think probably an easier way to do that would maybe use a laptop um, to cast mm. it from a laptop onto your onto your TV. That way, you're not you don't have your phone tied up and you want to you know check email or something like that while you're while you're watching the show. It, it won't like it, sometimes there sometimes it'll break the feed. Like if you if you leave the page, it'll break the feed. Yeah. Um, then it's that's a pain in the ass, obviously. But um, other than that, I mean, look, they've gotten way better about offering English English commentary, but they didn't all they don't always offer it. They don't always do it, you know. But if you go back and watch, I, I went back and watched the first Wrestle uh, Wrestle Kingdom about two weeks ago, um, and it was you know it, it was broken up into a hundred different pieces on the website. Man, I had to go and click on 
each one after every match. I had to go click another link um, and, and stream it. But there's no English commentary. And look, I, I know that I know sometimes that that pulls people out of the environment, you know, to not be able to hear the commentary. I know, you know, people say that about CMLL and AAA and all that stuff too, but um, it doesn't, I, I don't, I don't have an issue with it. I, I'm good with listening to Japanese commentary, but I think, uh, you know, on that point, Kevin Kelly in new Japan is, is the best commentator in the world. Um, not, he's on collision. I love him on collision, but I think he's perfect in new Japan for the way that they present, they present wrestling. Yeah, and if you want to watch the so the the big new the New Japan, they're really so their crown jewel. They're if you're an American wrestling fan, their WrestleMania event is Wrestle Kingdom, and that's usually around the first of the year. And that and then they have uh, the New Year's Dash, which is usually right after Wrestle Kingdom. Um, the other big shows that they do, uh, and this is, they have two really big tournaments that they do every year. They do the best of the super juniors, which are all of your cruiserweight style um, wrestlers. And then they do the G1 and the G1 is the really big tournament that happens every summer. It's actually coming up really, really soon. If it hasn't started already, uh, we're a couple weeks out. I don't it's think in it's July. Gonna... It's in July. I think that's what I thought. And, and that's where you get, you know, block groups and they all wrestle and then they have the really big showdown i can't remember what the g1 climax i don't know is that the actual g1 climax is that what that show is called where they crown the g1 winner or is that i can't i don't remember. i can't remember off the top of my head I, I can't even remember but uh their other really big show is dominion and that just happened a couple weeks ago and you heard us review that on the podski if you didn't hear that Go check it out in the archives. It's up on there. That was actually the Tooth and Nail uh, episode one. So, uh, and that's Andretti's show as well. So if you don't know like what you're watching or I would, I would just say step into like a really big show, like a Wrestle Kingdom or Dominion. And you can kind of figure out pretty quickly. Probably Wrestle Kingdom is probably, if you want to watch the biggest show that they put on every year, Wrestle Kingdom is your best bet. And, you know, there's Wrestle Kingdoms with Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, AJ Styles, Nakamura. So if you're looking for American wrestling as well, or American wrestlers had that have gone over there, like the Wrestle Kingdom would probably be a really good place to start. Yeah, and that's and that's right around New Year's. Wrestle Kingdom is right around New Year's. So then they'll have, you know, they'll do the dash the next day, like you said. And Wrestling Dantaku will come up, you know, after that. Then they'll do, you know, they'll do the Super Juniors and Dominion and, you know, um g1 and then they'll you know lead into the you know the rest of the stuff after that but um those 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 tournaments are really great and they're really special and they're they're great places to book different things because they give they give a lot of credibility to the winners right away i mean you want to you win an actual tournament right you win a tournament of, of a bunch of people and now you look like you got credibility but um the thing yeah. about that too is the, the winner of the G1, they get a briefcase with a contract to face for the championship at Wrestle Kingdom. So yes. that is another thing. It's not a money in the bank style. They don't like just cash it in whenever and they run down to the ring. Like it is an actual like award that they win where they are crowned the champion of the G1 tournament and they get a trophy. It's a big presentation. And then you carry around that briefcase with that Wrestle Kingdom contract in it. You carry that the whole way to Wrestle Kingdom. So that's another that's another thing, too. The, the, and the, the tournaments, too, are great because um, you take losses in the tournaments that, that, that don't hurt you as a, as a talent, right? Because, I mean, so I think sometimes in the, uh, 
in like North American wrestling, there's there's a, a a tendency to not want to have people lose matches. But when you're if you're a, if you're in the G1, you're probably going to lose a couple times, right? Even the even the, the big the big stars end up taking taking losses now and again in those tournaments. So and people get pinned all the time. You know, they guys get pinned and they lose you know lose matches and it it, it doesn't it doesn't hurt them in New Japan the way that losing here in North America hurts everybody. And it makes people it makes the fans kind of think less of them when they lose a match. It's more of because it's so because it's so much more sport based, it it makes sense for people to lose, right? Because even even like when the you know when the when the Patriots were were really good, you know, and, and they would they would still lose the Jets once in a while, right? Or they'd lose the freaking the, the Falcons or whoever, right? So, you know, every once in a while you, you have a chance of you have a chance of losing a losing a game or losing a match. It's what it is. It feels real. They certainly people. weren't losing to the Dolphins. That's no. bullshit. They did it. With, they <laughs> split with the Dolphins a lot. I don't want to hear any of that. <laughs> the, show, the shows too are like they're they're not they're not skit 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 right. They're 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 bang 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 matches. There's it's match after match after match. You don't yeah. get a bunch of backstage nonsense with New yeah, Japan. There, yeah, there won't be backstage stuff. There won't be people coming out to the ring and talking. It's it's all wrestling and it's all story based wrestling. So um that that's another thing too it's 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 completely uh a different presentation than what you'll see in american wrestling where it's all about the backstage it's all about the glitz and the glamour and the and the grandiose storytelling it's the the, the storytelling is told in the ring so if you are a purist or anything like that or just want to see something different the way it's presented like this is absolutely the best way to see it yeah and, and it's it, it, right now you know jc and for anybody else listening like, this is a this is a special time right now to jump into New Japan if you're thinking about doing it because you've got Kenny Omega still working there, Tanahashi is still working, you know Okada is still is still on top of his game. That guy might be a top ten guy ever, you know uh, Okada, you know. And they have they got Osprey, Osprey's there right now, who I personally think is is the best talent in the world right now. He's the number one guy for me in the whole world. So there there's a lot of really really good talent right now in New Japan for sure. Absolutely, and we're gonna see that. Uh, this Sunday at Forbidden Door, and we got a little bit of a snapshot uh, segueing into the show here. We got a little bit of a snapshot of what's to uh, come this weekend. We only have uh, four matches that are confirmed, and we have one match that will be... I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a a bunch of stuff that's going to be mentioned uh, tonight if you're listening to this. This is going to be posted on Wednesday before Dynamite. Um, So we got uh brian danielson which everyone says like you know is the best american wrestler uh you know this generation and you have kazuchika okada who like literally is one of the top 10 guys of all time and like this is the dream match this is like i don't i don't is this gonna be is i'm pretty sure that the the next match i'm gonna mention is the i've heard that the kenny omega will osprey i've heard that's gonna be the main event i'm not too sure but this Brian Danielson Okada match has like this has been a dream match for like literally years. And I'm super excited for this match. This this match, like if you're if you're looking for the most pure wrestling, professional wrestling that you can find, it is gonna be in that match. Like I can't name two better guys to be in the ring with than those two. This super- this probably would be a great time right now if you're a North American wrestling fan and you like Danielson and Moxley and those kind of guys, this would be the time this week to buy Forbidden Door 
and see those Japanese talents work with the people that you already know. And yes. you're going to see how talented they really are, man, for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and then we got the, uh, as mentioned, we got the Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay for the IWGP US Championship, which that is the New Japan uh, that is their United States Championship. That is Will Ospreay. So if you're familiar, a lot of people were familiar with Will Ospreay already because uh, his, you know, his match back, you know, oh my gosh, it's been 10 years now, it feels like, with him and uh, Ricochet in that match, which like lit the internet on fire. But that th this Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay, this is the second time they're meeting. Their first match was at Wrestle Kingdom from this past year. And that match was literally six months ago, and it's still on my list for Podski Awards as the best match of the year so far. So I mm -hmm. <laughs> like if, if they're gonna put together a trilogy here, I'm assuming, and it's gonna you know all, the the rubber match is gonna be at Wembley coming up for All In uh, later in the summer. But this match, like it only makes sense that this match is gonna be the um the main event for Sunday night. And I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, this one, if it's as good, if it's even close to as good as the first one they did at Wrestle Kingdom, and I, I watched that Wrestle Kingdom show. Um, it was a tremendous match. It's it, it, If you want to see why Kenny Omega was called the best bout machine, these are the kind of matches. Like, if you go back and watch him and Okada, and then you go watch the like his matches with Osprey, and it's not the first time they've work together but um they are it is hard hitting it's fast paced it's all of the big spots that like you see a lot of spots and big stuff on aew but when you watch them work outside of aew and you watch them work in new japan and, and it, he turns into kenny omega new japan kenny omega now you get all of the crazy shit that he normally does and add to that way more hard hitting. Like you think those V triggers look good. Everything looks that good. And they just, so, lay, they lay it in so deep in, yeah. in New Japan. Like it, it, the, the way that they bring it is just, it's not even, it's not even. They're, they're, it's not a work. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it is, it is just on the, the, the South side of, of work just of being shoot style like and that's what they mean by strong style and, mm -hmm. and it's very apparent when you watch these matches um but yeah super excited i know that andretti i'm sure you're really excited for this match because you love both and i, I mean I, I see I don't, your guy, uh, Mark, mike davis uh, i mean i don't even i don't even know what to say about the about this card already i mean i i just i can't wait i can't wait to see it man i mean these are these are matches that that are just on paper are like a fever dream, you know, to get some of this stuff. So I'm, I'm look, man, I'm I'm all in. I'm all in. I, I don't care. I hope this show's thirty hours long. <laughs> I can just sit on the couch. We got new couches delivered today. I, I hope I hope I can just sit on that couch and just drink a handle of Jameson and just text you guys and be like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Because that that Okada that Okada Danielson match has got a chance to be a five star match. You've got a you've got a chance to be a five star match with um, with uh, Omega Osprey. I mean, you can't put a better card together. You can't put a better card together mm -hmm. unless you unless you're saying that you know. Uh, I mean, who who do you want to see more than that? Who do you want to see right now more than Kenny Omega versus Will Osprey? Is there anybody? 
Maybe Okada and Danielson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe Okada yeah. and Danielson. And you're going to get them before because they're going to be the semi-main. Yeah. It's it's literally, this card is going to be insane. And I just can't, we haven't even got to, you know, New Japan's world champion who is Sonata. So uh, if you have been, if you checked out, you know, New Japan previously and you saw who Sonata was and you see who he is today, that is not the same dude that you saw in that tag team with Evil. Like, that guy looks yeah. completely different. He looks believable now. He's awesome. Yeah. They leveled him up big time. Oh, big time. Dude, they cut they cut his hair and, and dyed his hair back, and he looks 15 years younger than what he was. Mm-hmm. And he I didn't looks know like, it was the same he, person to first. Dude, he looks like he looks like a dude with that belt. He looks awesome with that belt. And I know I, I've talked a lot of shit on Sonata on this podcast, but, I mean – they just revamped the hell out of that guy and breathed new life into him, and, and his confidence is way higher. He's having excellent matches. He's he's one of my top five guys right now that I that I like watching. So I can't I can't wait to see it. Now I'm I'm concerned about this match because I I don't like the fact that they got the New Japan Champion in a match with somebody that is not really at that level. So I'm not super happy with that. Unless they're going to do something with Jungle Boy where he's going to turn heel, I think the right thing to do with Jungle Boy, and I'm, look, I, we're not trying to fantasy book here, but I'm just going to throw this out there. He should turn heel and be more evil than Christian and Luchasaurus. That is where he should go. Yes. I'm yes. tired. Listen, I, Jungle Boy was an AEW staple from the inception of AEW. Like, if you've watched AEW from the beginning, Jungle Boy has been a staple of the brand. And he has worn out his welcome, at least with me. Like he's not a, he's not, we've seen him the past three going on four years where he's been jungle boy and he's just been getting beaten to shreds, beaten to a pulp as this boy. And it's like, he, I know that like, that's probably why they've done what they've done. But at some point the boy has to turn into the man. And like, if he does do the turn, I feel like this has got to be the best place to do it. And he's got to be more evil, more dastardly, more heelish than what Christian and Luchasaurus are. And they've been absolute shitheads. So like, how do you, it, it's, it has to be a huge turn. If they're going to, here's how it works. I, here's my, here's my official doctoral prediction. Oh, here we go. He's got hook with him. Yes. Everybody loves Hook. Yes. They've he's made the comment this year and even in that promo when he accepted the open challenge, he said, "I'm going to win a singles belt this year." I think it's a good match. I'm not worried about the in-ring product with these two. I don't like that there's not a lot of build up, but I think it's because they're starting a story with Jungle Boy and it won't have anything to do with this going forward it's just this is the platform to move on so what i think is going to happen is he's going to have a great match with sonata it's going to be awesome you know it's not going to be a seven star maybe if it's in the tokyo dome but uh it'll be it'll be a good you know it'll be a very good match the ring work will be good and then like hook's gonna slide in at the end after jungle boy loses because there's no way Sonata's not going to win this, right? If Sonata, if Sonata doesn't doesn't handle most of that match, I'm going to be irritated. Yeah. yeah. So I believe that's what's going to happen. And then, so he's going to, Jungle Boy's going to lose. Hook comes in and Jungle Boy's all distraught and pissed. And then that's how the turn happens. So 
you know, it, oh, sorry, man. Like, you know, whatever punches him in the face. Everybody loves him. If you're going to turn on a baby face and you're, you, and you're Jack Perry, that's the guy you have a history with him. Everybody loves him. Then it's a feud for the FTW title. Is this, is this the place where Taz takes the bump? Ooh. Taz I hope down? not. Cause Taz that, that, I don't want to see his jungle boy lace his ass out. Could that, be. I mean, if you're going to be a heel, why not do it on Taz? Yeah. Why not have the old man run down there to save his kid and have him kick his ass too? That's get the whole Sinertia family, put them all in the dirt. Can we get Chris Chetty? Can we get Chris Chetty back from ECW and have him take a bump too? The cousin? <laughs> well, Sabu cousin. did it the other week, so shit, why not? We're getting everybody else from ECW. I, that just seems like a layup. But, I mean, what we're going to see. Um, and then the uh, other match, and this is where uh, JC had a really good point that you know we loosely talk about here. Is so if you don't if you don't go to check out, we we absolutely encourage you to check out the um, the Hot Shots Wrestling Alliance. But JC and I talk about this a little bit on that show. It's coming up later the uh, later this week. Uh, but it's MJF versus Tanahashi for the AEW World Championship. And if you don't know who Tanahashi is, Tanahashi is like the Hulk Hogan of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like he is the staple and he's been the guy and big baby face. Huge, huge big baby face. And you know, he MJF is I'll, I'll let JC take it away. I don't want to steal his thunder here. So I can't take all the credit for it. I did see this on the internet. So I can't take full credit for it. Um <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't I don't know the original source. I'm used to citing things. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna say check Twitter. Um, but what I saw and what I think could happen is they MJF talked about, I don't want to, uh, defend my title against, uh, this guy from the Japan indie show kind of thing. He doesn't really think much of, uh, new Japan, right? Mm-hmm. So the challenge went out and he basically said, bugger off. And then he said, even if Khan, if Tony, um, goes ahead and books this, I might just not show up. So what I think is going to happen and what I saw online and it made a lot of sense um, was if you watched Collision, Punk came out with a velvet bag. He said, I've got, I never lost what's in this bag. So what I think could happen is MJF, quote unquote, no shows. You know, Hiroshi Tanahashi's in the ring. You know, play Go Ace, he's playing the Flying V, whatever. Right? So, exactly, exactly. Uh, MJF's music hits, nothing happens. He doesn't show up, doesn't show up. And then all of a sudden, and Call to Personality hits. Punk walks out with the bell. What do you see? The coat of meat with extra Extra cheese. Exactly, exactly. So, I think that's what's going to happen. I think MJF doesn't, you know, whether that's kayfabe or not, doesn't want to defend it against Tanahashi. So they're using that, and they and he brought out the belt last week. I think that's how it's going to go down. And that, in a in a booking standpoint, would make sense because that was what was supposed to be the match last year before Punk broke his foot. So I that would make sense. That make a lot of sense. And I think it kicks off a main event feud. Uh, with Punk and MJF, you don't which think they're one... gonna put that belt on Cole? Honestly, I wish they would because <laughs> I love Adam Cole. I, I don't think it's it's like not that. his time, in my opinion. I wish they would. 
Um, you know, I hate to say this because he is one of my favorite wrestlers, but I need that man to have just a little bit of muscle tone. And it, no, because it like weights. It looks bad, and I feel bad because I know he's a hell of a worker. But like, I need him to do a little bit more. Come on, Cole. We'll we'll take you down to the dungeon, and this isn't the heart dungeon, but we'll take you down to the we'll take you down to the dungeon, and you can hop on the Defranco's uh, weight training, and, and we'll get you toned, brother. That guy like, probably it, works. That guy probably works out harder than anybody in that company, and he can't put weight on. Probably, he's, he's probably, probably one of those He guys. probably does. Yeah. But when he couldn't pick up that um, fire extinguisher in that match against Jericho, so I'm, and I know that's a hard that's a hard angle. I get it, hard angle. But I feel like ex- fire extinguishers are heavy. I have no idea, but they just look heavy. So I and a really bad angle for him to lift that up, but really hilarious visual for Jericho to and drag. the lifts. <laughs> oh my god, the lifts in his boots. Hey, that's all right. As a short man, I understand that. Hey, we respect short kings on this podcast. Not a short. I'm not one. (laughs) Brother. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're like a short king point five. Okay. yeah, I'm definitely. (laughs) And, and, And I mean, I'm not the tallest guy on this podcast right now either. I know that, but. Well, Andretti's the largest human we have uh, in the Podski network. (laughs) Barely fits in a barely fits in his car. (laughs) Like I'm six one, but like I don't know. I just I when I was watching him in that match against Jericho, and they both had lifts, but like you could see Cole's lifts were big, and I was like, "You are not helping yourself." Yeah, and I don't know. I just if we could see the same physical version of adam cole that we saw in nxt zero problem you know he was hurt and couldn't do anything for a long time right <laughs> i know i know and again he's my favorite modern here. wrestler i know he's my favorite modern wrestler besides cody okay we're from the same general area of the country this you know i know where his high school was i i it just it, no it, no electricity at that high school <laughs> yeah exactly um <laughs> no weight room either. Uh, so, <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Uh, and again, I really like if they put it on him, I'm very happy. I am very, very happy. He's a hell of a worker. He's a hell of a storyteller. Um, it just it didn't look good. And then you put him juxtaposed with MJF, who looks like a trillion dollars. They are, are damn near equal on the mic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just looking at a visual difference, they're about the same height. They're very good on the mic. Their ring work both is very good. But the only glaring difference, and I know he was off and it's a brain injury, and I know I'm sure he's working his ass off. I have no doubt about that. So I'm sure it will get corrected and everything will be great. It's just please don't do it until he like looks like a champion for for all the people who hate him and don't like because he's a smaller guy, please just make it look good. But anyway, I think that turns, I think that's not going to be a thing for a little while. Like, I think they should revisit it when he's ready to drop. But I think what they're going to do is Punk and MJF as the two, you know, who's the real champion. Mm -hmm. And that'll bring people to collision. And so I think that's, 
I think that's where they go. But if you're going to put it on, on Adam Cole, please do. I will be very, very happy all day. Baby. And uh, we have one final match that we haven't talked about. And uh, that's because it's not final. It's not confirmed yet, but everything is leading that way. And that is Orange Cassidy. He is the AEW International Champion versus the New Japan Television Champion, Zack Sabre Jr. And a lot of people have probably heard about Zack Sabre Jr. He is a uh, very mat-based, heavy wrestler style, which is boring to me. I don't like watching Zack Sabre Jr. I think it's a snooze fest. I think, and I and I and I only have the frame of mind from like 2000 and like 19 Zack Sabre Jr. where he was like a flabby white kid. And it just drove me absolutely bonkers. So I'm actually excited to see uh, a new Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, for once. And I know that uh, Andretti is is a big lover of Zack Sabre Jr. now. So well, I do. I do now. I love him now. I, I love TMDK. They're my favorite faction right now in, in all of, in all of the the whole industry. But um, you know, the, this should be a hell of a match. It really should be a hell of a match. And it's it's like it's like Mongo said, man. Mongo said a really great point about Zack Sabre Jr. He, he said a couple times on here, um, if you give me 15 minutes Zack Sabre Jr. matches, I'll watch every single one of them and I'll like every one of them. But if you give me 30 minutes of him, man, there's no way. I'm not watching him for 30 minutes. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I, th- I agree with that. And when you guys were talking about that the other uh, episode or two ago, I kind of thought the same thing. And I kind of sometimes think the same thing about Orange Cassidy. I know he has the ability to work and he can tell a really good story. And I think one of the things about his title reign this time with the international championship or champ. Yeah. Championship has been that some of his stories go from match to match, like injuries you can see are building up the overall arc of the story of him being a working champion and defending it every week. And the, the, the hill that he has to overcome as a babyface in every match and throughout this arc is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So it's been wonderful in that regard. Um, and he, some of the gimmicky stuff he does in the matches, I enjoy. I know a lot of people don't, a lot of people do. Um, but I think again, there too, like that's an, that's, that's a, uh, uh, corresponding strengths where you could have a 15, 20 minute, match between the two of them and it would be excellent but i don't know that i need to see you know four or five rounds of hands go in the pockets right once twice you know the same thing with the joint manipulation you know one couple spots here couple spots there some chain wrestling you know sometimes less is more right and if you look at the way the card is um and we talked about this before we started there's only for five matches mm-hmm. well some of those you might end up going 30 45 minutes so you can have a 10 15 maybe 20 minute uh orange cassidy zack saber jr match and if the other part of that time slot is taken up by something like an omega osprey that'll go a while and i'm sure there'll be more too like they talked about a woman's match maybe yeah um, and they haven't mentioned anything more about that recently but so I think that that actually works in their favor. And if they go 20 strong minutes, they get both of them, they get their stuff in, they're both their stuff is different enough that it's interesting. So I think that actually will work really nicely. And I'm looking forward to that match. 
Yeah, I, I don't know what else they're going to add. I, I know that we were a lot of people were hoping, and I was one of them to get um, to get Punk and Kenta, but it sounded like Punk didn't want to work with them or something, right? Wasn't that the rumor? Yeah, that's Punk turned rumor, it down. And I don't know if that we don't know if that's true. We have no idea if that's true or not. But that is the rumor, and probably because well, maybe he probably wants to have that match with Tanahashi. And I can't really blame him for that either. It's like a once in a lifetime deal. You can always face Canada, Kenta down the lane. But yeah. I mean, they're they're going to add more stuff. They, you can't you can't have four matches, or you know, they're going to no, add, they'll do more for sure. More. Yeah. They'll have more. Yeah. Uh, I don't and I don't care what it is, man. If it's if it's freaking Yano versus freaking, uh, I don't care. I don't care who who it is. Yano the red flame. Versus, yeah, bring the flame. flame. I don't care. Let's do it. Uh, but yeah, make sure, uh, yeah, if you, if that's something you want to check out, be sure to check it out. It'll be this Sunday or in the BR live app, uh, or bleach report. BR live is dead. Uh, bleach report app. Uh, that's where you can catch, uh, the AEW and new Japan, uh, forbidden door show. And, uh, be sure to check us out on all of your socials, uh, on, uh, at the underscore Podski uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to check out uh, JC at the Podski doc. And uh, you can check out Andretti, who is the Cambria County Corner, on uh, Instagram. So uh, be on the lookout, too, for Andretti After Dark. Um, the uh, Hot Shots Wrestling that we do uh, as well. And uh, we got all kinds of stuff. We got all kinds of good stuff coming up here on the Podsky Network. So be sure to check all that out. And uh, thank you both for uh, being on here today. Sure. Yeah, it should be a great show. Looking, good I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, yep. absolutely. So uh, thank you both for on, and we will see you next time on The Podski.